actually glad that you joined me. And the reason why is because a people, I think people responded very well to our conversation that we had on Trillbillies. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, for my, but I think that I dominated that conversation. <laughs> Uh, which I mean it was your show and I was the guest that makes sense and so this time I wanted to have you on because I honestly see that I see the work that we do you know both your work on Trillbillies and my work you know both in the gym and out of the gym as uh, you know as sort of aligned in parallel and by that I mean I think that a lot of what you know a lot of the value in what we do, me as a black, so as a lifter, you know, the intersectional right there, and you guys <laughs> as like, you know, rural, rural uh, voices, is like dispel various myths about like where leftism, broadly speaking, not like where Bernie is, you know, viable, but like where leftism as like a non-sectarian thing is viable, the ideals of left- leftism, but more specifically like, the goals of leftism and why it's viable there. I think a lot of what you hear in the media is that, you know, the things that leftists prescribe online, universal health care, uh, racial equality, um, you know, uh, abortion rights, et cetera, et cetera. Like they're, like, they're just not popular amongst populations like us, right? Not, not to compare being rural to being black in some sort of like, obviously those are two different social material contexts. But broadly speaking, I think we, you know, we, like part of our, both of our works is dispelling these myths about where leftism has, like, has, can, can make a foothold. Does that make yeah. any sense? Yeah, totally. Totally. So I'd love to hear your opinion on that. <laughs> Jump in there, Terry. <laughs> yeah, because of course Tom would shove me right in front. Well, you know, I think that. Um, so obviously, there are uh, things that, like the things that you just mentioned, like healthcare and these sort of like what we maybe call like these sort of like universal programs that. <laughs> Um, you know, appeal to everybody and uplift everyone. Um, I think what the question is, is the question that um, that people uh, sort of like bang their head against the wall over is like, how do you square the circle of the the fact that this when you look at an electoral map, you generally see this sort of like vast sea of red um, in between these sort of like coastal blue liberal regions. And so, and so people just sort of take that to mean that like, um, the people in that just sort of vast sea of red are all predominantly conservative. I don't think that that's, um, I I don't think that you could ever measure something like that. I'm not sure that you could ever quantitatively, um, even be able to dis- determine whether all the people in a massive geographical space are one uh, go to one sort of political orientation or, or the other. Um, so right off the bat, you've got a sort of like methodological problem. Um, but I think that if you're trying to understand like why people in those areas do vote the way they do or what their interests are, you got to look at like what those you got to look at the function that rural areas serve to the larger uh, society. And um, what we know is that, I mean, rural, rural areas are where the raw resources are. They're where the raw materials are for society, like coal, natural gas, oil, timber, food, those things. Like, they're, they're, those don't come from cities. Cities are where they assemble those things. Um, and, of course, uh, our forebears, whether you're black in this country, whether you're a hillbilly in this country, what do we do? We extract those resources to make other people, or historically have extracted those resources 
to make you know a handful of people extremely wealthy while uh you know not really sharing in that yeah and so you gotta so like so you've gotta under you gotta look at like why um you know in this like sort of like neoliberal world where um you know wages have declined unions have declined uh union participation and and, and these other things have declined you know in a, in a world of austerity basically um you know you got to you got to like look at like why why do conservative politics in the um in insofar as they do uh have sort of purchase in rural areas like why is that the case and i think the case is because the conservatives have invested a lot of time and, and money into into uh into making sure that that's the case um i mean you know it's the, the thing is i think the thing is is that none of these things are eternal like none of these things last forever like the democrats sort of held rural america for the first part of the 20th century and then the republicans sort of took over in the maybe 70s or 80s in the sort of neoliberal turn and so you have to you have to look at like why like why is that and like uh if that's the case if these things aren't eternal how do socialists win back those areas and um and 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 you know it's it's not an easy question, but you know we're we're uh, we're making I think that we're making a lot of headway. I mean, like you know, I guess the sort of cliche example would be like the teacher strike in West Virginia. I don't think that that means socialism, but I think it does um, show you that like people look doesn't matter where they are in the country, what their identity is or where they're at, they're always going to. Um, resist they're always going to um buck back against the boots of the neck like that's just human that to me if there is a human nature that's human nature and so the job of socialists is to then enter into those sites of struggle and to um help mold it and uh you know spread socialist thought and ideas 